Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Sunday, January 8th, 2023. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, layman. A person who is not a member of a particular profession. Layman. Hope everyone's enjoying their Sunday or will enjoy their Sunday. As always, uh, this is a day which the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Man, well, the sun isn't really shining here in North Carolina. Uh, rain, rain, rain. It's just what we're getting. Uh, mild temps of sorts. And then, there, you know, hey. With this rain, of course, it's warmed up a little bit, but uh, it is a cold rain also. Yesterday, temperatures were in the 50s, and now they're in the 40s. I expected to be in the 40s today and maybe tomorrow, and temperatures are going to rise back up later on in the week with some more rain coming through. Man, uh, well, I guess this is uh, January in the South. <laughs> Just it just is. It appears. It appears. Uh, I would rather have this rain than that snow any day of the week, along with those cold temps. Uh, I'm doing just fine with this rain. But yeah, it's a rainy Sunday here in North Carolina. All right, let's go. Let's go ahead on and move along here, man. Uh, we had some playoff football action yesterday. The Kansas City Chiefs won, and uh, in that NFC. South, I'm sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans. That was a good game. Uh, the Jaguars won, of course, and they have taken the AFC South. Man, Trevor Lawrence is coming into his own person. Just is. Um, Tennessee, it was a close game. Uh, Tennessee, it was a back and forth. But finally, Jacksonville took the lead, and it was a wrap. Man. Still was a good game, though. I, I got to admit, it just was. And that uh, Raiders and Kansas City game, that was well, that was really a good game. Kansas City pretty much did what they wanted to do. The Raiders just tried to hang on and play catch up as much as they could. Just did. Just did. But uh, hats off to the Jaguars. They've gotten the AFC South. Many were saying, hey, uh, maybe they could, maybe they couldn't. Looks like they pulled it off. Trevor Lawrence is coming into his own. Just is, just is. And in uh, action today, this uh, well, I think these are the last is the last game of the season for a few of these teams, or if not all, playoffs are starting soon. Uh, the Browns versus the Steelers, and then you have the Ravens versus the Bengals. Now uh, you have the Vikings versus the Bears. Well, it doesn't look like Justin Field is going to play. They decided to sit him down. He's not hurt anything. They just decided to sit him down and, and you know, give him a rest, I guess, rest him up for next season. Wow. <laughs> just wow, just wow, just wow. Uh, no words, no words on those Bears this year. Uh, I guess it was a growing pains, if I could say that. Yeah, they said Justin Fields down. He's not starting. It's going to be a backup quarterback. I guess they're saving him for next year. And uh, the New England Patriots are going to be playing the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are going to return to action. As you we all know, last Monday, uh, their uh, 
uh, safety. Hamlin went out with a heart attack. He ha- he's recovering, by the way. He's fully uh, awake. He's speaking. They have removed. He's speaking now. They removed the the tube from his throat. Um, he, he, of course, you know they did a video with the rest of the team, and he told them he loved them, and, and he's hoping to recover. Wow. Uh, certainly is glad. I'm glad to hear that that he's made a full recovery because uh, it, it didn't look too good. I got to be honest, it, it just didn't. If you saw that or saw that footage, you you had to just acknowledge how how horrific it looked because uh, he was he was out. He was. He just was. And uh, doctor said, of course, you know, when he did uh, come back through too, he asked who won the game, and their response was, "You did. You won the game of life." Continue to pray for him. He does have a road to recovery. Just does. Just does. And the New York Jets are playing the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if Tua is going to be back for this game or not. I'm not too sure. Man, uh, pray for him also. Those concussions. Man, it, it, it certainly has been a year for injuries in the NFL. It, it just has. It just has. Uh, a lot of good players uh, or star players players or anyone, I should say, uh, they've been getting hurt this year. They just have, just have. And uh, in the NFC South, the Panthers are going to be playing the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be playing the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. Uh, That NFC South, (laughs) it is, uh, hey, I'm sorry, it's just the trash of the NFC. Uh, I don't think any team in that NFC South has a winning record. If they do, it's barely a winning record. It looks like Tampa Bay has taken the NFC South, so they'll be representing the NFC South in the playoffs. Hmm. Okay. And we have the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, The Rams are going to be playing the Seahawks and the Chargers versus the Broncos. But in the NFC East, it's going to be the New York football Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. And the Dallas Cowboys are going to be playing the Washington Commanders. Uh, we'll see what goes on in that NFC East. The Eagles are still ahead. I, I gather uh, those Giants and Cowboys, they're, they're buying for that number two spot. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Uh, and of course, in the NFC North, you have the final uh, West. I'm sorry, you have the 49ers versus the Cardinals. And later on tonight, it'll be the Detroit Lions in that NFC North uh, versus the Green Bay Packers. CFO Aaron Rodgers can continue to win. He put the bet out. He put the knowledge out there. He said, "Hey, we're back, baby. We're going to the playoffs." <laughs> Ah, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens with this. Because as we all know, hey, the Lions, well, they beat the Bears last week. Um, They can put some points on the board. So the Packers are going to have their hands full. That defense, we're trying to control that offense, that, that Detroit offense to the point that they can't put all those points on the board and may get out of there with a victory. So we'll see what happens later on tonight. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, the gaped. Like the gaped finally woke up at the end of the season trying to get into the playoffs. Like many of these teams are. Uh, this, this may be a good, pretty good playoff series here throughout the NFL. Probably uh, 
some of the best we've seen in a while because those teams that usually dominated, whether it be NFC or AFC, they aren't looking too tough. It's the teams that at one point in time were at the bottom of the heap that somehow, some way have crept themselves back up. And they look like they're ready to rumble. So we'll see what happens with these playoffs. Just will, just will. All right, let's move along here. Man, I'm sure you guys have heard, man, excuse me. And when I heard this story, I thought to myself, well, good Lord, sweet baby Jesus, what in the world is going on in this, not this country, but this world? It appears a six-year-old is in custody in Newport News, Virginia, for shooting his first grade teacher in the stomach and hand while in class on Friday. That's right. You heard me. A six-year-old shot his teacher in the stomach. Uh, she's in critical condition. Uh, no word on, on how her recovery is going. No more than she's in critical condition. Now, what happened or what has came out is uh, both were in a classroom when some sort of altercation took place. Why, what in the world? Why, what in the entire world is this about? First of all, how in the world did a six-year-old get a hold of a handgun? Second question for me, and, and, and I understand the argument for um, gun control in this country. You, you, you get no argument out of me about that. But the question for me, the main thing for me is this. Not only how, but why in the world would this, a six-year-old fathom the notion of getting a handgun and trying to kill his teacher, what in the world was going on in his mind or his or her mind? Uh, and, and, and what in the world happened as far as the parents that they couldn't catch it or see it uh, or just, just you, you got to ask yourself, what is going on with our kids? Because there was a story uh, last month, uh, this would involve a, um, a college student, you know, here at uh, North Winston-Salem State University. They got into a verbal altercation with her professor during an exam, so much so she had to be removed from the classroom by campus security by ha in handcuffs. So my question is, what in the world is going on with our youth that they fathom or they believe the only way to solve a conflict is either to verbally assault an, uh, uh, verbally assault an adult or physically assault an adult, so much to the point they try to kill them. What, what in the world is going on in this world? Not just this country, but this world as a whole. What is going on with our youth that they believe or fathom the notion the only way to solve an altercation is with physicality to the point that you, you, you get a handgun and, and you, you, you shoot your teacher at six years old. Now, uh, of course, you know, when it came out about that, there was an active shooter, all the parents rushed to this, the, you know, the school, they were concerned, they, they were trying to figure out, because it, it, when you get that notification of an active shooter, like many of us, we're thinking there's somebody that's walking up and down the halls or somehow somebody has gotten into the school and just start shooting random uh, teachers and students, quite possibly. But this was an isolated incident of a six-year-old that bought a handgun to school, got upset somehow, some way with what his teacher or, or was saying or had done to him and him or her and decided to shoot her. Still not too sure. Uh, details haven't been released as to what that altercation was. But uh, I'm wondering his, his or her parents, I'm wondering what their thoughts is on this. I mean, 
you got to ask yourself again, why, what in the world is going on with our kids that they believe, or they, they say to themselves, it's okay for me to harm an adult. Now, I know many of you are probably going to start saying, well, maybe it was an issue of uh, the teacher may have been intimidating him or her, or, or that, that it, it may have just been uh, a mental health issue. What kind of mental health issue can you have at six years old? Uh, well, we now know that a lot of the kids now, they have so much going on in their personal lives. Uh, they're, a lot of them are taking on adult problems at a very young age, just trying to get through life or get started in life. So much so, this six-year-old shot his teacher. It's just, it, details are still, well, details haven't even came out. It's just so many uh, questions. It's a bevy of questions folks are asking. And like I said, those parents, they rush up to those that school. First thing out of their mouths was, of course, gun control. Yeah. I give you that there does need to be more gun control in this country. Guns are readily accessible to any and everyone. Now it appears they're readily accessible to our kids. Where well, they've always been readily accessible to our kids, because you and I know in the hood, as it's called, or urban areas, guns are easily accessible to a lot of youths. But it appears now it's gotten it's easily accessible uh, in our society as a whole. Anybody's child can find and get a hold of a gun and do great bodily harm, looks like. Man, it does make you wonder. It makes you question. It, it, it just does. I mean, I, I, I just, when I first heard it Friday evening, I was blown. I, I was thrown for a whole loop. I, I, I just didn't have any words. I couldn't believe it. I had to sit there and, and listen to the news story two times before it clicked. A six-year-old. Just wow, just wow. Uh, praying for that teacher's recovery. Hope she makes a full recovery. All right, let's move along here. Man, uh, it's a, a bit of interesting news, but it's not interesting. Uh, I guess if you think about it, it was bound to happen. It was to be expected. Uh, looks like the 411 option or the zero for operator option is being done away with starting this month for AT&T customers. That, that still have that uh that, that still have that option available on their cell phones. Now the option is still going to be available for customers with home phone or those old school landlines to access operation operators or directory assistance. You know we, we all can remember uh well maybe not all of us but if you're around my age you know uh, the operator or four one one was it it just was. You can always hit that zero or dial 411 and get whatever number or, or whatever you were looking for. Uh, operators were a very integral part of our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, you know, maybe since uh, the late 1800s to early 1900s, you know, at its peak, there were upwards of 420,000 operators throughout this country. And then in 2001, it fell to fewer than 4,000. So if you're saying to yourself, well, why don't, why don't they need operators anymore? Uh, duh. <laughs> the internet, Google, it's taken over. It's taken, the internet has taken over and, and it's taken uh, the position of operators away. They are no longer needed. 
I mean, all you have to do is 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 uh, open your phone up, go to your Google app, and you can get a phone number or, or uh, directions or whatever or what have you. So yeah, I guess it was bound to happen if you think about it. it I mean, it really was. Now, uh, these services of the operator and the 411 option is still going to be available for Verizon and T-Mobile and other major carriers for a fee. So it, it'll still be accessible on your phone, but you're going to have to pay for it now. Great. Another fee. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the representatives says that their reasoning or their thinking for doing this, doing this was just about everyone has Internet access now. Yes, they do. But. There are a few that don't. The elderly, you know, a lot, a lot of elderly folks, they don't like cell phones. That's a devil's contraption. And, 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 and they won't use it. They still have the old landlines. Yeah, they do. They do. They just do. You know, another thing that came out um, uh, last month, I was watching the news as it relates to elderly and these cell phones. You know, a lot of retailers, a lot of supermarkets, they now have their coupons online and you attach it and clip it to your phone and whenever you go in you know if you got one of those uh, royalty reward cards it's linked to your phone that way but you have to get access from the internet and they were talking about the food insecurities and how and the price of food nowadays and how the elderly they couldn't keep up because they don't have these cell phones so that's another thing so they're taking away the operator and 411 option. And also it looks like those coupons that you attach to your uh, cell phone, a lot of elderly people, people, that's a problem because they can't get those deals also. Wow. The Internet has won again. <laughs> just has. Uh, times have changed. Changed. They just have. They just have. And, and like I said, we all know it was bound to happen. I mean, is there really a need for operators like that? Uh, no, there really isn't. I mean, you got you got a mini computer in the palm of your hand. You can look up and, and find any and everything that you want and need. You just can. So uh, with those fewer than 4,000 operators uh, in 2021, looks like uh, in 2023, they're go it's going to be chopped again. Chop that number right on down. Yeah, I remember the days of the old operator. You could uh, hit that zero, or if you needed something, uh, you'd hit that 411, and lo and behold, they would pop up. They just would. Or the uh, the very old, old, if you remember that show, Andy Griffin, uh, Griffin, he had to, uh, or whoever would have to pick up the phone and click it and, and say, hello, operator, and then boom, the operator appeared. The old switchboard system. And those little small towns and big towns also. That was the way that, that business was done or, or the business of, of making phone calls just was. Times have changed. We now have the Internet and it has won again. Hats off to Google, I guess. <laughs> Hats off to Google. All right. Let's go get it. Now, this next story. Uh, it's sick. <laughs> it's sick. It, 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 it go. There are so many level of sicknesses, sickness. I don't know where to begin, but apparently there are two incidents on uh, Air India flights that have sparked outrage 
And there's a lot of talks of a lot of people are talking about how the airline handled uh, two incidences of unruly male passengers. Now, uh, there was one back in November, uh, New York to India flight, where an, uh, a male passenger urinated on a female passenger after consuming large amounts of alcohol. Yeah, you heard me right. Just did. Then there was a second incident in December where another male urinated on an empty seat in a blanket of a passenger. Hmm. Now, the first male was arrested upon landing in uh, India and sentenced to 14 days in prison while investigation takes place. Now, Air India, in their uh, swift prompt action, decided to suspend him for 30 days. Can't fly for 30 days. Well, Latita. Now, if convicted, he could face upwards of three years in prison. Now, here's what has a lot of people up in arms. In addition to that 14-day prison sentence and that suspension of 30 days from flying Air India, Air India didn't call the police upon landing, saying that they believe the matter had been resolved amongst the two individuals. Only after the female passenger's family got in their mix that were the police called and officials were gotten involved. Now, that male passenger has since lost his uh, executive job at an American multinational financial service company, Wells Fargo and Company. So they fired him. <laughs> they fired him. And the second male, uh, he was on a flight from Paris to New Delhi. He was taken into custody on arrival, but released after he reached an understanding with the victim and a written apology. Where? Wow. Air and India. <laughs> it's not the first time they have come under uh, scrutiny and criticism, and they went back through and they revised their policy. But it appears they haven't revised their policy too much because all they could do was give the one fool 30 days suspension from flying. You need to be banned outright. You don't need to fly anywhere. Just don't. I don't care how much alcohol you have consumed. And how much damn alcohol did he consume? How many miniatures did he toss back? <laughs> Maybe, I guess there isn't a limit as to how much you can drink on a flight. He was in business class. So I guess there isn't a limit. But to think you're sitting there and you're because one of the, the another passenger said, yeah, I observed him sitting there talk, you know, drinking uh, heavily and he became incoherent, incoherent. And then all of a sudden he started pissing on the lady. Can you imagine sitting there and seeing that? Wow. Once again, I say how many. How much damn alcohol do they serve them? <laughs> I'm not laughing, but come on. This is absurd. What is going on on these planes? Now, we've all heard of the unruly passengers that get up and try to fight the flight attendants. But now it appears you have passengers that are just whipping it out and urinating at will because they have too much to drink. I think they are quite possibly... Sometime in the near future, one or two things is going to happen. Either they're going to limit the amount of alcohol you can consume during a flight, or they're going to flat out outright ban 
alcohol consumption. You know, back when these uh, fools here in the United States were getting up jumping the flight of attendants, a lot of these airlines, they banned alcohol altogether. Uh, I'm not sure if they have, have started it back, but yeah, I can remember they banned alcohol altogether. They said, no way, no how. That's enough. Folks can't handle their liquor, can't handle the joy juice. Grown folks, you know, you know your limits. If you know you can't handle a lot of alcohol or some alcohol or alcohol at all, stay away from it. Stay away from it. Why are you drinking it? Stay away. Let it go. Read a book. Take a nap. <laughs> Do something. But don't whip it out and start pissing on folks. Um, uh, all I can say is to those two female uh, passengers, uh, that was a sick act. And you're a whole lot better person than I am. Because if they have... I won't say that. <laughs> you are <laughs> you're a whole lot better person than I am. I can tell you that right now. Drunk or no drunk. Woo. Sweet Jesus. It would have been some rumbling going on in the cabin. All I can tell you. Might would have took that thing down a few uh, thousand feet. Just, just would have. Just would have. So uh, what is going on with uh, uh, passengers on these airlines? Is it the fact that they can't handle the alcohol? Because, you know, like I said earlier, with those passengers here in the United States, they were saying a lot of them, when they got up to fight the flight attendants, they had been drinking. So maybe it is that uh, we as human beings, somehow, some way, we decide to get up in a metal tube and show our natural, you know, many, you know, you know what, however many feet that is off the ground. And alcohol pays a contributing factor in it, apparently. Uh, it looks that way. So maybe it is that we can't get handle alcohol in flight. <laughs> Man. Um, just wow. That, that, that's absurd to me that you as a grown man would get up and piss on someone. Or piss in a chair in, in, in a blanket of another passenger. Now, I believe that second guy, uh, or maybe it was the first, one of them came out with a statement and said, oh, I, I just can't believe it. I'm so embarrassed. I've never done anything like this before. Well, why did you do it now? Was this your first time drinking? If it is your first time drinking and then you decide to piss on someone, oh, you might not want to drink anymore. You know, folks always, and this is what gets me, what kills me, what really burns me up. Folks always use alcohol or drugs as an excuse when they show their natural born. Uh, that alcohol and that those drugs ain't got nothing to do with your behavior. That's in you. That's who you were from the start. Sick, twisted, disgusting, filthy beast. You're filthy. Nasty, common, you know what. <laughs> Hey, that alcohol and those drugs are just your your crutch for for you doing what you always want to do. Yeah, the alcohol. I, I let me. Hey, 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 hey! I've been ripped many a days. I've been torn down many of days over these forty nine years upon this earth, and I could go back to my navy days where I was just smashed. <laughs> but I ain't never ever, ever took, gathered upon myself to just whip it out and start pissing anywhere I felt. I ain't been that drunk yet, and I don't think I'm going to get that drunk ever. This is just who you are. 
kill the noise about the alcohol. You knew what you were doing. You sobered up and you know you've been held accountable now because I do believe this was the first guy, the one that worked for a, a, a financial services for Wells Fargo International, whatever, however you say it, branch or whatever. Uh, I, I, I believe you finally realized when you got fired, uh-oh, and that apology is null and void as far as Will Fargo is concerned. They can't even trust you to do your job, to get on a plane to do your job because you get drunk and you piss on folks. Good luck finding some new employment there, homie. Sick, twisted, nasty, common, filthy beast. Ugh, that's just sick. That's just sick. That is just sick. I'm going to get out of here and skedaddle. I am off today and I'm going to watch me some football. I just am. I just am. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress, and now on YouTube. And as always, wherever you are streaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. And also, uh, those uh, video podcasts I've made on YouTube, I have now made them shareable so you can share with whomever you want to, whenever you want to. My name is Stephen Carnegie. Thank you for listening. This is Just a Thought. Amen.